Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. Hello, and welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor. I'm your host, Eric Johnson, and today I've got Coach Joe on the line. Coach, how are you? Eric, I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It is, uh, it's getting colder. You know, it's that time of year. It's the uh, final quarter of the year, and I know that this is a time that you are really working with advisors, helping them with business planning, and that's what we kind of want to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, uh, advisors have got to kind of work in what I call a duality. Uh, number one, they need to start finishing up this year, uh, you know, still work their plan for 2020. Uh, granted, it's been a, an extremely unique year uh, mm-hmm. by all accounts, but that's why it's so important that you do not want to go into 2021 rudderless without a game plan. Because yeah. uh, if you if you do that, you're just going to end up in what I call a little bit of a survival mode. You're not going to go ahead and drive the business the way you want to drive it. So hopefully in our time today, what I, what I want to do is just uh, lay out, if you will, uh, the reasons why to do a plan, uh, why plans don't work sometimes for advisors, and maybe just some best practices, right? To kind of give the audience, you know, something to really kind of think about uh, going forward. Yeah, it's I, I find it so fascinating because working with advisors for as many years as I have, they all like to do planning with their clients, right? But it's so difficult a lot of times to get advisors to do some real, authentic, true planning. You know, you know, I find fa- when I find fascinating. Think about it this way: if if we were advisors. And we were sitting down with prospects and we were talking to our prospects about, hey, what well, first thing we got, we've got to do, we've got to do a financial plan, right? We've got to get, put a game plan together, figure out what we're going to do, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then our prospect goes, hey, that sounds great. Where's your plan? Show me your business plan. What's your <laughs> game plan, right? Uh, that would be, that would make for some very awkward moments, right? And, and, you know, and the reason why that happens, quite frankly, is that most advisors have had a negative or bad experience doing planning. Um, if you think mm-hmm. about it, uh, if they come in the industry, right, at a major firm or or anything like that, uh, chances are you're doing a plan because your branch manager or your sales manager or the regional person uh, wanted something done the way they wanted it done, and and you never bought into it, so you have some negative experiences, right? The other thing is there, there was never any follow up. What I find a lot of times with advisors, uh, they'll put some together, maybe like a one or two pager, uh, worse yet, maybe an Excel spreadsheet with just some numbers in it. Yeah. And uh, and they kind of check a box like it's a tax return, like okay, I've done it, I'm kind of covered. And, uh, and what's fascinating about that is if, if you go ask them usually by mm, February 15th, March 1st, they probably couldn't even find it. Mm-hmm. Never, never, never mind really looking at it. So I think one of the things that advisors have got to be very, very aware of is just because it didn't work in the past doesn't mean you can abandon it in the future. And especially in going into 2021, which we've got to make sure we have something like I said earlier. Otherwise, we're just going to go into in that, into that survival mode. So we have to have a responsibility. And this is what I talk to my clients about. You're a business owner. You know, I, don't care if, I don't care what your business card says. You're at a major firm. You're independent RIA or, or somewhere in between. Ultimately, it's your responsibility. And I believe, especially if you're running a team, you have a moral, opportun- you have a moral responsibility to set the vision and the roadmap for your team. It's incredibly important, right? Otherwise, you're just going to be doing things just to be busy. And, you know, hey, what's your goal this this upcoming year? I want to make more money. 
Yeah. Well, conceptually, I get it, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. That is not a plan, right? So these are some reasons why advisors fail at it, and here's why you want to do it. You, you want to make sure that you have, you know, at least the way I do it, it is a document that is around you the entire year. It is something that uh, our process, we go from five-year, a five-year strategic plan down to one-year deliverables, down to a 90-day plan, uh, down to a daily game plan. Like, it, like we, we, we work it all the way through, right? Mm -hmm. it, it extrapolates down. So, because that's part of the challenge sometimes also, people can set, you know, advisors can set goals. But if I ask them, hey, what do you have to do every day to make that happen? They don't know. Yeah. It's a, they, they, well, I got to do more better, right? Those two dangerous words in our game. <laughs> that, that, that is not, that is not, you know, how we want to go ahead and drive what we do. Right. So those are just some, those are just some thoughts on, Hey, why did you do one and why for a lot of, for a lot of advisors, it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it's the old saying, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Right. One yep. bite at a time. And, and that's so many advisors are out there just looking at the elephant, not knowing exactly where to start. So uh, I love that you're doing that. How are you helping them do that during this time? I mean, there's still a lot of concern, a lot of, uh, I don't want to call it depression by any means, but 2020 has been rough, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, look, it's been a year of the pivot and, and adapting, right? Yeah. And basically, you know, here we are, you know, mid-November having this conversation, you and I, and look, you're coming out of 2020 in one of three, um, you know, situations. Uh, you had a successful pivot and you're pretty much on goal or ahead of goal, right? So you figured out how to virtualize your practice, virtualize your marketing, virtualize your business development. And so from a, you know, KPI or goal standpoint, we're doing really well. Uh, the middle point is you're doing somewhat okay. Uh, pivot wasn't as good. Uh, you didn't adapt as well as you needed to. And uh, so it's been a bit of a struggle, but you're hanging in there, right? Or the third way is... You just got caught up and you had the concept of, oh, hey, when things get back to normal, I get back after it. Like a lot of like a lot of advisors in March will say, hey, we'll be fine by, by Memorial Day mm. Hey, we'll be at it again. And, and Memorial Day came and went. Fourth of July came and went. Right. Labor Day came and went. Uh, you know, Halloween. Now, now Thanksgiving. And, you know, we're not back at it yet. Yeah. And so if you're that third advisor, you know, quite frankly, all three, but the third one, especially you've got to make a very important decision. Am I going to sit there and just kind of be a victim or am I going to go and make my pivots, put a plan together that will not let me survive in this environment, but thrive and take advantage of it mm -hmm. from a business perspective, right? So I think this is where the industry is at in those three different scenarios and all three, it doesn't matter the scenario. This is 2020. What you want to do if you're doing really great, you want to make sure you continue to do that in 2021. If you're in the middle, if you're in the middle box, you know, you know, you need to make some nuances, some changes, some shifts to really elevate. If you're, if you're unfortunately in that third box, you're in a Y on the road. Yeah. You can hang out and wait and see what happens, which is kind of what you've done this year. Or what I recommend, let's go to work, put a game plan together that's going to get you excited and actually get you moving in the right direction. All right, coach, what's step one? Step one, plan to do the plan. And I know it sounds very hot, but you know, <laughs> number one, it, it's it's really weird because what a lot of advisors do, somewhere December, January, they they sit at their desk, the desk they're always at every day, mm -hmm. and they either write some stuff down, open up Excel file, write some things down, and that's it. So what we want to do, first off, we plan to do the plan. I want you to do this outside of your office. I want it in a in what I call a local happy place that you feel safe yep. at. So new word this year, right? Um, typically, when I've done these in the past. Uh, I've invited all my clients to come to uh, Florida, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we do them at resorts on the beach, 
and I create a vibe, an atmosphere of, of abundance, possibility, right? And it's beautiful. So if we can't do that this year, find a local happy place. Next, this is not a one-time, two-hour process. The way I do planning when we do it live, like with physical people, um, you know, in the same room, we do we take three days and do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're going to do it virtually, you want to probably spend a couple hours a day, maybe over several days. Yeah. You don't want to sit there and grind through this, right? It's not what, it's not what we want. What the process is, is, and I'll kind of rip through it real quick, is we want to memorialize this year. We want to kind of check in on our mindset. We want to take a look at uh, our ideal life and our ideal business, like articulate that out. We want one, Then we want to have a five-year strategic plan, including a hypothetical five-year org chart. Then we want to break that down into 2021 deliverables. Then we want to break that down into quarterly deliverables. Then we want to have a marketing plan, a branding plan, and a business development plan. And then ultimately, then we break it down into a one-page daily game plan. That to me, which sounds like a lot, but that is the way I've done planning now for 19 years. Mm-hmm. And it works. You know, I've never had an advisor come back to me and said, your planning sucks, or this game plan sucks, or it was stupid, or anything like that. Uh, in fact, we've had people come back 19 years in a row. Wow. Like, they don't, they don't miss. Yeah. Right? It's just something they do annually. It's If you think about it, any successful business... I don't you take the word financial advisor out for a second. How do you move forward if you don't know the destination you want to move towards? Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that's super important. So the bench so to me, the first part of the benchmarking is like I take the people through. We do a narrative, we do about 30 KPIs, key performance indicators, right? We do some measurement. And then I've got 18 behavioral benchmarks. Right? We take people through that. Now, why do we do that? Number one, we know the saying, right? Hey, something works so well, I Stop doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to I want to memorialize the success that an advisor has, and then I want to look where their blind spots are. I want them to self-analyze where their where their gaps are. So we're going to give them 18, like I said, 18 different benchmarks to look at, and they're going to rank themselves. We know if there are some real you know situations there, we must address that in the plan going forward. So the first thing you want to do, which I know sounds like you know uh, regress regressive, look at the current year. How'd you do, right? Then. We want to go on to, you know, and this is the shift for me the last 10 years. Uh, what most advisors do, they build their business and then they hope their life works around it. Mm. That's the typical entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that in our game. You can make a lot of money and still not be happy guy or happy gal because you have the bank account, but you don't have the ba- you don't have the balance, the integration, yep. right? Uh, it's not sustainable. And so you're cash, catch rich, rich and happiness poor. Not a place we want to be. Mm-hmm. So what I do is we actually do this in a duality. I want you to also talk about your lifestyle, where you want to live, how you want to live, what your bucket list looks like, um, how you want your typical day to look like. Then what we need to figure out is what does the business need to look like to support that, right? Both. In a sense of sustainability. So the goal in my game is I don't want any of my clients ever to retire. And I know that sounds odd, but you know if you love what you do and you're doing it on your terms, why not keep doing it as long as your health is there, right? Yeah. So we want to do that. But you need to have a plan for that. Um, this is the only profession, quite frankly, uh, that I found where you can have both time freedom and economic abundance, where you really can, in essence, have as an advisor, have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. But if you want that, you just can't do it in a haphazard manner. There has to be a planning component around that. Has yeah. to be. Right? Yeah. So, so that's part of the integration piece, right? So then... 
uh, and this is where I this is where I really get different than a lot of my uh, con- my colleagues or contemporaries. If you think about what holds an advisor back from achieving what they want, it's not that they can't find systems, right? There's plenty. There's marketing systems, practice management systems, right? You know, technology, tech stacks, right? Not a problem there. You can go buy those. Mm-hmm. You can go hire people, right? Talent. That's I mean, it's it's challenging because of the labor markets, but you can go find talent. But what's the one key factor? It's the mindset. You know, I have a saying, which is, you know, the man or woman arrives first, the business follows thereafter. And so one of the things we want to take a look like, take a look at inside of our planning process is, so let's just say you're a half million dollar advisor. Now you and I are having a conversation and I'm like, great. Hey, I know what the half million dollar version of you looks like, sounds like, how, how that half million dollar version thinks. You want to be a million dollar producer, a million plus, million, $1.5 million producer. Well, what is, what do you need to look like? What do you need to believe? What is that version of you? Because if an advisor can't articulate and define that version, it will never happen. Hmm. It's all about the man and woman in the mirror. And that's for a lot of advisors, for human beings in general. That's a scary concept. Yeah. You know, you mean I just can't buy my way to the next level? No, you can't. <laughs> You know, and, and that's where advisors really get into what I call the silver bullet game. Oh, there's a marketing silver bullet. Oh, there's a practice management silver bullet. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go buy that and it's going to cure my, it's going to fix me, right? It's going to fix my problem, which is lack of growth. It doesn't work. And probably a great analogy that I often use is I'm, hey, well, you and I are going to get in the race car business. We're going to go and I don't care, pick your cart, NASCAR, Formula One, doesn't matter. And what, here's what we have. We have the, we have the fastest car on the track, right? That's like the practice. But the advisor is the driver. If my driver is weak, I don't care how good of a car I have, I'm not going to win that race. Mm-hmm. If my driver is excellent, it can overcome an okay car and win a race. What most advisors do is focus on the car, mm-hmm. and what they need to do is focus on the driver themselves. Yeah. The man or woman in the mirror, right? So again, it's about the person first. So this is why, to me, planning is so important, at least the way I do it, is we need to look at the driver and determine how the driver needs to become better at what they do. Look, most advisors, here's reality. They got into this game because they either like the markets or they like planning or they like people or they like money, right? Nothing wrong with all that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But then they become the accidental business owner. They wake up one day, say, oh, man, I, I got to figure this out. And and then if they really, really grow their game, then become the accidental leader. I mean, I got to lead a team. I got to lead my clients. You know, that that's, you know, hey, I never saw that in any of my Series 7 studies or, or the, my week I spent, you know, getting my insurance licenses, right? We never talked about that. So, so these are some things that really have to be present for advisors to do. And I, and I think what happens a lot of times is, you know, they're, they're, they're thought of um, happenstance-wise and there's, you just don't know how to handle it. So what we want to do inside of our planning process is really make sure we understand uh, those different roles, those different areas of accountability that an advisor needs to have, and we move them forward. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's I, – I couldn't set it better myself. I mean, that's why you're on the podcast. It's, <laughs> this is one of those things that it it is really difficult to get over that thought of having to look internal for, for what the stumbling yeah. blocks are. Yeah. And, and the hardest thing I think human beings have in general is look look in the mirror, the man or woman in the mirror, and tell yourself the truth, right? The truth. 
You don't yeah. tell anybody else. I mean, you can BS anybody you want, but never BS yourself, right? <laughs> that's that's the scary part. And so here's the interesting part. When I have a client that, and by the way, we actually do this, and we do an exercise inside of our business plan. I Maybe mean, I shouldn't say this because then people get really freaky. But one of the exercises we do as part of our protocol is I actually have you. Uh, one time I actually I brought like a couple hundred mirrors to a live event. I gifted by like a little camping mirror, and I had them stare at themselves for about five minutes, and wrote and have them write down what they what the truth was. I had people mm. crying, very, very powerful, very yeah. powerful. So now with technology today, so guess what we do now? We just get, the, we just open up our phones and we put our cameras on to look at ourselves that way. So we don't even have to do the mirror anymore. But here's, here's what happens. Mm-hmm. If you can be honest with yourself and take responsibility for your world, what's holding you back, and you say, I'm the one, I am, I am the bottleneck, right, in my game, something really important happens. You now... You now understand the challenge, you've admitted it to yourself, and now we can start moving forwards on it. And, and here's what I mean by moving forward on it. A lot of times, you know, I call this the ultimate personal development business. And what I mean by that is, if you think about, at least the way I view, view this, I look at advisors who are highly successful, you know, Barron's 50 advisors, you know, some of the people like I work with, and they're all students of personal development. They're, you know, it's funny, you know, a lot of times my clients are asking, hey, why do you need a coach? You're so successful. He goes, because that's why I, that's why I'm successful. I have a coach. It, the advisors mm-hmm. who you think don't need, don't want, don't, shouldn't need the, you know, that relationship or the first ones that want it. And the ones that struggle their entire career, they never get it. The best investment you can ever make as a financial advisor is investing in yourself. And, and that means whatever it means, right? So whether it's a coaching relationship or a personal trainer or you're going to events or, or you're joining masterminds, like if you're, not, if you're not reinvesting between 5 and 10% of your income back in yourself, you're not doing it the right way. And I can correlate that. More, the more money an advisor invests in themselves, the faster their growth. It's immutable. It just hmm. happens, right? I can't say that with you know, getting another designation I can't say that about other things. This to me is absolutely immutable in my experiences, right? But if you were to take, uh, you know, the tribes of advisors and go around the room with like everyone, hey, how much did you invest in yourself last year? How much did you invest in yourself last year? You'll see very clearly the ones that invested are going to have one level of growth, economic growth, and the ones that don't are going to have a totally different, i.e., lot slower, smaller, you know, pace of growth. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you go around the room, how many of you have a personal development game plan for 2020 or, how, or personal development, a personal development game plan for 2021, right? And, and this is the key differential. So one of the things we do in business planning is I have you create not only a game plan, but I have you write the budget down. And think about this. this is really cool. Let's just say 10% is the number. So if I've got somebody that has a $500,000 top line, you can do a lot of investment, with 50 grand, you can go, you can do some really good stuff for yourself. Personal trainer, nutritionist, right? Lot, there's a mm-hmm. lot of articles. Uh, yeah, you know, Russell Wilson spends a million dollars on his body every year. LeBron James spends about $1.7 million a year on his body, right? Just to, just to be, you know, keep, keep his athleticism at a high level. I mean, you got world-class athletes that reinvest back in themselves, right? Because that's their game. Well, mm-hmm. If it's good enough for LeBron James and Russell Wilson and everybody else who, who's highly successful, I don't think you need to be a genius to say, hmm, that sounds interesting. Let's do that. So, so if you're a half a million dollar advisor, 
hey, 10% is 50 grand. You get to a million dollars, you got $100,000 to reinvest back in yourself. What happens is your pace of growth accelerates because you're hiring the best of the best. You're learning and being mm -hmm. mentored by the best of the best. And it just and now the momentum just happens, right? But yeah. if you never start, even if somebody's starting out and they're making $50,000 a year, hey, five grand, which I know may be the difference between going out to dinner, right, or eating home, but reinvest that back in yourself, you get to 100000 a lot faster, you get to quarter million dollars a lot faster, you get to half a million dollars a lot faster. It's just one of those immutable things. Yeah. So I just think in, when you think about planning, and especially now with everything going on in our world, the mind and the mindset, it's either, there's even a higher level now, a higher threshold because of all the noise, all the ways a human being get distracted, right? Social media, the news, everything else. Like you got to lock this in in order for you to go ahead and be excellent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I hate to use the, the phrase, you know, or when people throw up the objection, well, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't afford not to. Well, there is some truth to that. And it's just, I don't, I don't like saying you can't afford not to, but if you don't mind remaining stagnant, mm -hmm. then that, that's okay. Yeah. Right. But, mm -hmm. but most people, it was funny what you, earlier you said, and I, I, I hear that all the time. Well, I want to make more money. That's, that's my goal for mm -hmm. next year. And you just flip the question. Have you ever heard anybody say, I'd like to make less money right. next year? No, exactly. Exactly <laughs> no. right. But, you know, but, then, no. but again, it's concept, right? So more. So yeah. the two words that are yeah. very dangerous, several words that are very dangerous in our game. One of those words is more because it's nebulous, better, another nebulous mm -hmm. comp, another ne nebulous statement, right? And then, so I got more and better. Can't do any, I can't do anything with those. Like, how do we measure it? There's no, there, you know, so we need to define that better. Then tries and shoulds. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to try what I like to do or try to do. Or I'm going to like, or, you know, like those terminology, though, that is the language. That is the language of mediocrity. Hmm. Try, should, hope. Right. Another one. Right. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. The goals that you're going to set for 2021. And I would like, I, and I always recommend setting no more than five top level goals. Like just one, I call it one hand, if you will. Um, those hmm. are the ones that you're going to go to war with. Those are like when we, yeah. and when we talk goal setting, there's four things. Number one, what the goal is. So, and, and not, and Hey, make more money is not the goal. We're going to put a number. We're going to put a range of number in there. Number one, mm -hmm. number two, why is it a must for you? So not like I like to hear it. Like I need to, I need you to sell me on it. So why grow the game? Uh, is it because you want to buy a, a nicer house for your family? You want your kids in private school? You want your spouse to stop working? Like, what is, why, why is it a must? And it must be a must. If it's not, not a good goal. So that's number two. Mm -hmm. Number three, the how we're going to do it. So I call it the, the map or the recipe, right? So how are we going to grow the business by 20% this year as a min at a minimum? So obviously simple answers are going to be we need, we need you know, X amount of new clients, X amount of new, more premium, right? XX, right? So that's part of the recipe. Right? And then the marketing comes along with that. That's the third thing. The fourth thing is, also, is actually the most important thing. Who do you need to become to pull it off? So we go right back to the man or woman in the mirror. Right? Mm. So if you've been struggling economically, that is a byproduct because you have not grown personally as a human being. You start growing as a human being right? from a mindset, from a personal development standpoint, you get that growth game going, 100% guarantee your bank account is right behind you. So yeah. that fourth piece, who do you need to become, is is the most crucial component of the four. 
this time has gone by so incredibly quick and it's not that you haven't given a ton of gold nuggets in this podcast, but I want to ask you as we get close to close, what would you, your final closing thoughts for this podcast be the, the, the last bit of information that every listener needs to, and must hear from you. I think number one, there's two, two things real quick. Number one, commit to doing a plan for 2021, just commit to doing one. Yeah. Right. And if you want to follow our protocol process, F A B I Z plan.com. I have a website just, just totally dedicated to advisor planning. I really believe again, whether you want to come join me and use my protocol process or you want to go do off, off and do it on your own. That's totally cool too. Do not go into 2021 rudderless without a vision. That's from the coach. Absolutely. Coach Joe, thank you so much for your time today. This was, this is gold. Really, really was. I hope people listen to it again, rewind it. That's the beauty of a podcast. Rewind it, take notes, make sure you take down that, that website address and uh, reach out to coach and his team and make that plan, make the plan to make the plan. Right. And I think that's the, the first thing you said, uh, coach again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the breakthrough advisor podcast. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when we come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your colleagues. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at InsureMark, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 